Hi, mate. Hi, mate. How are you doing? Well, you know what? I'm okay. <laughs> you made it sound like you were going to say, <laughs> you know what? I've had a fucking enough of this shit. No, well, <laughs> this is this is where I'm at. So we are currently recording this on Bank Holiday Monday, the yes. 31st, right? Mm-hmm. And whilst everyone in the entirety of the world is out in the sun, in a pub garden, having a barbecue, we are sat indoors <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> and if there ever was a perfect analogy for the way in which you and I coexist, not, I mean, coexist makes it sound like we live together, which imagine that, imagine how, <laughs> how little production would happen. We'd be what, so what a miserable existence. Oh my God. But <laughs> I don't know if you're worried about this, Lee, but if scientists are studying the decline of the common house fly, all they need to do is currently walk around my flat because it's about <laughs> 20 of the motherfuckers all flying around in circles. And the other day, I actually caught one. I oh, mean, it was, me, it was, yeah, not with a pair of chopsticks. Um, <laughs> and I was sort of thinking about this conversation. We're recording just after half past three. This is the first human interaction that I have had today apart from the amazon guy who dropped off a parcel and you may be thinking oh what exciting things after paydays he bought himself i tell you it was a pair of new slippers (laughs) (laughs) literally a pair of slippers that i (laughs) bought myself that's the only human interaction that i have had on an absolutely scorching bank holiday monday a glorious day. I mean, I, I have seen my mum and dad, and that is it. Okay. So that is all I've done today. Are we playing so, lame top trumps? Uh, it does seem that way, doesn't it? I mean, were they okay? They're fine. Oh, that's yeah. good. I mean, I, I, was, I was glad I was back, because obviously, I, I, well, you know, but listeners would not. I have done over 550 miles worth of driving in the last 24 hours. Yeah, not just on like a Thelma and Louise style road trip. No, I was going up to Liverpool and then I came all the way back not even 24 hours later and uh, it's made me rather miserable. (laughs) More so than usual, I'd say. Wow. (laughs) So if that's even possible. But I'm good. And the reason I am good is because I've had my CBD gummy bear. Okay. It's made me feel good about myself and the world around me so if um people are if any sponsors want to sponsor the babblement for some cbd we could get little cbd gummy sofas i mean we could we could get cbd anything well yeah i know we could but i'm thinking to tie it into the uh maybe we should just pretend that we've got a sponsor and just make up fake discount codes (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just like well, it would be Babel nice if either of the two companies that I've I've been purchasing things from would would sponsor us. That'd be great. I mean, just to prod them, it's Orange County um, CBD and Twenty Four K CBD. If either of those two companies would like to sponsor me for saying your name, or or the company that sent me my slippers. Um, all the company that sent you if you want to get 10 percent off slippers put are in, they cbd slippers then they're not they're um they are unbranded they, put, they are from amazon <laughs> they are uncool um <laughs> are they marketing 
But but you know what? They are they <laughs> they're comfy. They are they are comfort on for your feet. I mean, that's definitely we need to work on bag, the advert thing, don't we? Yeah. yeah. I mean, our bag is being comfortable. So if you have a comfortable product, and we'd like yes. the government to talk about it. Oh my god, that is it. so true, isn't it? Yeah. If you want like, two blokes got to the, <laughs> who are sat indoors on the hottest day of the year to <laughs> to promote something for you, then look no further than the Babble Boys. Just make sure it's comfy and we are all over it. Yeah. If it's comfy <laughs> and it's cheap, we'll probably already own it. <laughs> Available for hiring now. <laughs> Episode 68. Isn't it? I've got I've got nothing. No, I mean the next the next episode's gonna be a smorgasbord. Do you know what I mean? But uh, oh, I mean the one after this. Yeah, we're we're gonna have so much. Uh, this one, it's just just another episode. Just isn't it, another really? episode. Another step closer to death. Oh, think twice. Yeah, yeah. just another day for you and me and. Album in Paradise. Brilliant. There's a there's a music reference there from about 2002 for any of our older listeners. 2002 is older than that. Is it really? Gotta be. Hang on. Oh, think twice. That's all I'm doing because Phil will come for us with vengeance. Oh, I mean, you're talking about the original. Oh, of course. Sorry, I thought there was around the early 2000s. There was a terrible cover, if I remember rightly. Was there? Yeah, there was. There was. I can't remember who it was by. Literally, we've come to this already. At the beginning of the show, we're Googling a song. Well, of course I am, because I know all about the Phil Collins release, which came out well before... Before there was like 1990... Yeah, 1989. There you go, boom. So, who in the hell remixed Another Day in Paradise? I need to find out They did. They absolutely did. I'm Another sure in paradise. Give me this is someone riveting who's not audio. Look, this is what the listeners. Maybe turn we up should for. enter this one to the podcast awards. To the, having an audience listening to one of the two hosts Google a song that may or may not actually exist. <laughs> it was Brandy. There what? you go. There you go. I knew there was a version. When did Brandy, that come out? The forgotten R and B musician from the two thousands. When did that dude, come no out? Two thousand and two. Oh my god! I got exactly right. I mean, if if you don't turn up for this level of musical accuracy, I don't even know why you're here. Thank you. And speaking yeah, of musical you. wizardry, yeah. Did you watch Eurovision? Of course, I did. I mean, I know you did, but I, I needed of to. Of course, ask I did because the Babblement fully endorses Eurovision. I have never missed a Eurovision. No, I mean, I've I've watched it solidly for the last decade or oh, more, hundred percent. And I mean, I, I I won't lie. Okay, standards are a little bit too high these days. Am I like it? Well, you don't get as many novelty ones. No, you don't. With that said. Mm. There were some good moments in this Eurovision that had just passed. Now, obviously, there was a few things different with it. Like, they didn't have, like, um, quite such a big audience, for instance. No. And some of the some of the acts couldn't turn up due to COVID Well, one in particular. Yeah, one in particular. Dirty Freya. Now. Oh, 
My God. <laughs> the, the, the Icelandic entry into oh Eurovision in the past two to three years, depending on how we're counting it, has been spectacular. Oh, 100%. Not because, not because they're sensational or stupid or novelty, because they're fucking brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, yeah. They're I, so I, good. Yeah. It, it's, it's this weird kitsch, pop, funk, synthy bloke that can't actually sing very well but can yeah. all mash together into the most perfect karaoke songs about his life. Like he's literally singing songs about his kid and his wife, well, you and know, they're fantastic. You know that they're playing in Brighton in, in July. Sold out. Oh, all sold out. no. It, they're selling out that quick. He sent a message the other day basically saying, I got news that there was an extra date added to such and such location. I can't remember where it was. But before I could even tweet out that it was available, it had sold out. Wow, there you go. It's like uh, it was a fucking travesty that they. I didn't mean, I win. I feel aggrieved on their yeah, behalf. Yeah, me too. They didn't win. Like, I was offended. I tell you what, offended me more about Eurovision <laughs> is how they were describing the two bands that had guitars as heavy metal. And I was yeah, like, I was going to get to this. I was about to say the winners obviously were Italy with their metal song, yeah. and then you had Finland with their. Well, I mean, Linkin it was Park song from two thousand. Yeah, it was like POD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? We are, we are. Yeah, I was like, I want some actual heavy metal. Yeah, I mean, uh, who was it? It was uh, Lordy, Lordy wasn't it, a yeah. few years ago. They're, they're like a, a Slipknot for for CBBS. Um, but at least they tried. Well, I mean, they had they, the whole they, they, they had the whole the heavy. Stick, didn't they? But it's just. Yeah. I think I always think of this, right? Imagine that we are invaded by aliens, and <laughs> yeah. the, they happen to arrive on Earth when Eurovision is taking place, like just yes. on that one night, and they tune into Eurovision. It must be like, what the fuck is this? Like they think that's our culture. Well, especially when they get round to England's points and it's oh, Amanda Holden going, I don't know oh, what language I'm talking. God. <sighs> it's like, put down the, the Chardonnay, oh, Amanda. Fucking hell, just Holden. keep yourself you just... together. Put it back in your pants and just calm the fuck I mean, down. You're letting us all sake. down. She's making us all look she stupid. She had Les's dick in her gob, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. And now what's happened? Yep. There she is, dressed up like the blue guy from the fucking Muppets, yep. the bird bloke. Uh, Not Sam. having a clue what Sam. language she's talking. Pretty sure it's Sam. Just embarrassing the fuck out of everybody. So, uh, look, yeah. Nan, yeah. go and take a seat and let someone competent take over. Who would you have? I mean, I think I already know the answer to this, but we'll pretend that it's not obvious. Well, if, if I had to pick someone else, yeah. I mean, if we were going for the same level of, of fame or, or, you know, like uh, some sort of... Um... Oh, what, a porn star? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean... People of a certain age know who, who I they see, are. I see, I see. Carol Vorderman. Vorders. Now, nah, Vorders wouldn't do it. There's no maths. Actually, I suppose there is maths involved. There's lots of maths Yeah, that's... Well, I mean... <laughs> who better to deliver numbers than the original number deliverer, Vorders? See, I reckon... And she's not a complete fucking imbecile. See, I reckon we should get Nigella on there. I mean, that, would be, that is the most logical choice. But like, Anyone but like that a kind of nineties coked up Nigella is what I want. Allegedly, <laughs> sorry, allegedly, allegedly coked up Nigella. Alleged, allegedly original Nigella. And she's she's be... like baking a 
pavlova do you bake a pavlova I oh yeah know. it doesn't even cut to her in a studio it just cuts no. to her in a kitchen she's just at home making a sanger face. She's just she like, just turns around and goes, oh, hi, I'm just sauteing the potatoes right now. She's just well, making like a, to give Lithuania seven points. A corned beef and pickle sandwich <laughs> and just like, oh, hi, Europe. Hi, everyone. I think we start a petition now, get Nigella to present the Eurovision Song Contest. That's I mean, does I Nigella even like the Eurovision Song Contest? It, it, it seems to be like a, it, it's very polarising, isn't it? It's either, right, I love Eurovision, it's great, I watch it every year, it's fantastic. Or, why the fuck do you watch that shit? See, I think that could be a good barometer of friendship. Like, I mean, I'm not really taking applications for new friends, but if I was, if you don't like Eurovision, I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. Because you don't, yeah, get, you don't get it, man. You just don't, you don't get, get it. it. You don't get how good it is. But if anyone I'll, knows I'll... Nigella Lawson, um, <laughs> do do let us know if she would be interested in being the British representative of points. I mean, we're, we're, we're acting like agents now. We have no say in this, but we would no, like but it We to. also have no horse in the race. It doesn't matter to us. We don't get anything from it. We're not going to take a fee from it. We but just we'll be there We'll be there every year, won't we? We're there every year anyway. In so. spirit, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't matter. Come on, As long as we've got Eurovision. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Nigella. <laughs> Micro Wave. <laughs> I think it's about time for some of this. Coming live into your canals of hearing from our chasms of sound, Seagull News! Nearly fucked it, boys, then, because you went right <laughs> to the end of your, like, end of the tune, end of the theme tune. Um, yeah, but it'll fit in. It, it goes. <clears throat> now, normally we like to keep on top of kind of cutting-edge, gull-related news. Um, of course. But I've actually found a story, if you'll permit it, from a couple of years ago. And I can't believe okay. that we missed it at the time. Oh, all right. I'll, I'll allow it. Now, okay, make a judgment based on the headline. Because the headline from the Independent under Climate News, so legitimate, the, okay. head, the headline is, Plan to ban seagulls from the sea is suspended. <laughs> now i saw that headline and it was i did not go searching for seagull news i have to let you know we let seagull news come it to washes us. over us and i saw and i was like hang on a minute are you are you fucking kidding me um <laughs> so this is an article from july uh, so yeah july the 4th 2019 and this kind of subheading to it is a wild animal's waste can be considered pollution in this context is simply hysterical madness. So a water company's bid to scare seagulls away from a beach on the south coast and it's Brighton um, in a bid to reduce bird pollution has been suspended following a local outcry. So the plan was to use hawks and one of a word that I very rarely get to use a falconer, um, was employed <laughs> right. by Southern Water for said task. And they bring him in to kind of, they use the, the hawk to scare away the seagulls and stuff um, because they were saying that the seagull defecation was polluting the water side. Right, um, okay. But herring gulls, a protected species, were in a state of distress and a bunch of people on a beach in Brighton went mental. Now, there was a witness, or witnesses. This witness is, I presume a lady, but I don't know. 
called Tana Jackson. Okay. Tana Jackson says, I noticed a group of three men, one of whom had a hawk on his arm. Another man was walking on the beach with another hawk on his arm, waving it up and down, making the bird flap its wings. The seagulls in the near vicinity were extremely distressed and were flying around, squawking in a terrible state. He told me he was from Southern Water. Hang on, I've lost it. He told me he was from Southern Water <laughs> and that they had hired the men with the birds of prey in order to move the seagulls along the beach as the water was being polluted with bird poop. I asked him if he was as stupid as the beach. I asked him if he was stupid. What? Oh, I asked him if he was stupid as the beach Comma. and sea <laughs> are the natural habitat of seagulls. She added, I believe that this incident is the most stupid act I've ever witnessed in my entire life. You could simply <laughs> not make this up. Now, I mean, it's pretty stupid, but I'm pretty. I'm almost I'm guaranteeing she's it. seeing something dumber. Yeah, I'm here for it. But the the rebuttal was so good because it was said that gulls are particularly aggressive birds, so they'd have to find out whether the birds were sufficiently scared by the hawks rather <laughs> than provoked by them. Now, I love that because. The idea is you're sending up the hawks to basically get into a ruck with this or to see if they're, the seagulls will back down or not. Yeah. So you're, you're using hawks essentially to, <laughs> to have a royal rumble with the seagulls in the sky. I would, if I was stood on that beach, I would 100% be there for it. And the fact that it's all about the fact that the seagulls were shitting in water supplies. So they were just going along. Now that, to me, that is chemical warfare. They are trying to infiltrate <laughs> our our water supplies by defecating into the water. And the See, answer Southern was, Water tried to help. Yeah. They tried to they, they tried to stop it. And what did they get? A bunch of bloody do-gooders on a beach, moaning. But the thing is, there was a guy who was also on the beach who said. In any case, the notion that a wild animal's waste can be considered pollution is simply hysterical madness. Now, I don't know about you, because I don't really drink tap water, but if I did, I wouldn't want to drink tap water with seagull shit in it. So I don't think that his categorization of it not being able to be considered pollution is bizarre, because I want to say to him, you know what, Pete? Stand outside with a glass of water and wait for a seagull to shit in it, and then as soon as the seagull shat in it, just down <laughs> it, and see just how see how utter mad you think that is, mate. Yeah, I agree. Go, go neck some shit, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you, Paul's Paul. out there that aren't this guy, but yeah. <laughs> that, we're only saying fuck you to that specific shit-drinking Paul. <laughs> You know who you are, shit-drinking Paul. Drink shit, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be angry, don't be pissed. Just sit there. It's like every every episode now you, you go out of the way to try and fuck me over with the timing. Like you like, you don't join in anymore. So when I do, you go ah. I'm going to see to it that you're not going to be able to sing along. It's impossible.
need to be in the same place. We will be soon. Where will I see you again? again. Oh, well. Right, sure, go. Okay. Um, this is, I can't think of a, a pithy title for this. But okay. I, I think I think I'd probably go for um, car wash piss take. Uh, go on. Now that's not what you might think. What it is is how you go to a car wash, and mm. quite often, I don't mean an automated one. I mean a hand v- kind of valet car wash. Yeah. And um, I feel like the gentleman, and it is normally gentleman, and it is normally gentleman of Eastern European descent. Um, are taking the piss out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what for. I don't know why. Why are they taking the piss out of you? Well, I don't know. This is the problem. It just fe- and they might not be. You know, I don't speak their language, which is you know, which is my insufficiency. But I just feel like that they sort of like one of them the other day was like looking at me and he mumbled something in whatever his native language was, and they were like cracking up, and I was just like, oh, what was he said? <laughs> I felt like, sorry, what was that? Huh? But there's loads of them and they're all scary. So I was just like, well, just let it, I'll, let the, I'll let this one go. But next time... I'll let that one slide. Next time, I tell you, mate. Um, my second entry is cue bad luck. Um, there are... If you're ever in a situation where there is more than one cue, no matter what decision you make for whatever cue you join... It's the wrong it's one. It's the wrong one. <laughs> it's the wrong one. Um... So yeah, uh, there's that. So many times. Um, I have what I'm going to call. See, we've talked on the pod before about the adulting trifecta, right? Buy a house, have kids, get married, in whichever order. But I think the real adulting trifecta is the constant stream of rubbish, washing and washing up that that ha- hangs over your existence. <laughs> no matter what I do, no matter how frequently or how sufficiently I do one of or all of those three tasks, there is always some kind of rubbish to be taken out, some kind of washing to be hung up or put away or washed or some kind of washing <laughs> up to do. No matter what. And always I don't come. I don't understand it. It's like I'm being taunted. Um Need a piss debrief. So when you are absolutely desperate for a piss, uh, or or any kind of um, toilet-related agenda, someone's got Mm. to have a really long conversation with you to the point where sometimes you go, I'm just busting for a piss, I'm just going to go. And then they carry on having the conversation with you. So, okay, do you want me to piss myself? Is that what you want? Or shit myself? (laughs) Either or. Is Is that why you're doing this? And then you say something and then people are quite sort of agitated by the fact that you're, if you say like, yeah, all right, I'm just going to go for a piss and then you can carry on. Mm-hmm. Um, parking uncertainty. Now, we've had this before, right? Where, yeah. where we've talked about other people's parking uncertainty. But I'm talking about my own parking uncertainty on the odd occasions where... I, I park somewhere and it take and I look and I think, no, you can't leave it like that. And I do it again. No, you can't leave it like that. And it's <laughs> yeah. just, just like, what, how far in the middle of the two lines do I need to be before I can go about my day? Um, I've got two more left. One is another car related one, which is car expense. No matter what my car is needed, sorry, to do on my car, it is all, it's at least 200 pounds. <laughs> you just change that bulb. Oh, 200 quid. <laughs> 
need to, you know, buy some new car mats, 200 quid. It's like, no matter what I do, it's at least 200 pounds. And my last one, got, oh, go on. the Audi. I have still got the Audi. Audi. I do drive an Audi, yes. I mean... I know, it's my own fault for being a dickhead. You're paying for the German <sighs> efficiency. They are very efficient, the Germans. And my last one is uh, weather contradiction. Now, this is people that moan when it's cold and then moan when it's hot. Moan when it's raining, moan when it's dry. What do you want? What, Pick one. What would be your suitable weather or, or temperature? Like, what the fuck do you want from us? What is your ideal front? What is it? What is it? You need to pick a side. Pick a lane, because I can't keep up with this. It's it's too much. It's too much. That's me. I see. Well, I've only got three. All right. If that's okay with you. <laughs> I'll let it slide. Okay. Unacceptable re-delivery dates. Okay. You have a package coming. Mm-hmm. You're out. Mm-hmm. Package gets delivered because you're out. That's sure. when packages turn up. Yeah, of course. And you get a little text and it says, Hello, tried to deliver to you today, but we didn't manage to see you. We'll see you on, and bearing in mind this was next day delivery on a Friday for something that we needed to travel with on the Friday, on the Saturday, they went, Oh, we'll see you Monday. What do you mean, see you Monday? Leave it with a neighbour. Yeah. Sorry, our driver's not in the area anymore. That's not, what do you mean? It's not my fault that your driver's not in the area. You can leave it in the garden then. I'll take my chances. It's my own fault. I'm out. Just, what are you doing? Well, it's, I paid for next day for a reason. Yeah, and, and it's the other thing is, it's like we tried to deliver your parcel. You just want to text back going, no, you didn't. Yeah. I've been off, in mate. all day and no one's knocked away, at Gary. my door. Yeah, shut no up. No one came round my house. Shut up, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> Paula. Yeah, it's just Paul with an A. Paul tends to be our default anger name, so I just thought I'd go Paula. <laughs> Get into the till and you have no card, or if you do have your card, no money in the bank. Okay. Like, if you're like me, you have more than one account. You have an account for putting money in and an account for putting money out, like a spend account. Yeah, you spend think, account, you think you're beating account. the system, don't you? Yeah, in a way. <laughs> but sometimes you empty the spendy account. Yes. There's nothing in it, and you go shopping, completely oblivious, get to the till, and then becomes the most horrendous 20 to... Well, it feels like you're, you're there for an hour. Your phone goes in slow motion as it starts to load up the bank. It's because you feel like scum of the earth, don't you? Oh, the longer it goes on, the more eyes are looking at you, and the deeper the hole that you're standing in gets it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the whole entire store goes quiet, and everyone turns to stare at you, yeah, the man on not, the phone. Yeah, you're holding. Not, not only are you holding people up, but you're also poor. <laughs> That's the yeah. worst combination <laughs> of things. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's looking down their nose at you. Yeah, of course they are. And when a band plays a cover song, slightly off key. Now they're yeah. playing it, and then one note is not quite right. Yeah. For those of you who didn't know, listeners, that was Enter Sandman by Metallica. Exactly. That's brought to you by Jerry and the Bobbleheads. 
<laughs> no, yeah, they'd be I mean, called like Puppet Masters or something like that, wouldn't they? It would be a play on one of the titles of Metallica songs. Well, I got duped the other day because I was you know, flicking aimlessly through my phone and I saw an advert for a festival. I was like, holy shit, that lineup's insane. <laughs> like, what the fuck and didn't notice that one of the acts on the lineup was Amy Winehouse and I was sort of looking for like, how the fuck have they managed to pull that together and then I saw that it was a covers like a cover band festival like three <laughs> days of cover bands like that can get on the fucking list why would you want to go to that yeah there's got to be at least one actual band do you want to hear a shitter version of the original thing come to Coverfest, where everything's slightly shitter <laughs> Coverfest. cover i mean i don't think it's called that but i mean cause it sounds like it, that is almost like that would, that would be our equivalent to japanese water torture just I, continuous any English kind of water bands. torture would be better than that do you know what i mean <laughs> I'm not. I don't care on the nation. Yeah, you could do the American version. Yeah, water, Russian, water British. Yeah, I don't care what the <laughs> what the, the 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 country is. I don't want to go to a fucking covers festival. If hell exists, <laughs> it is that festival. This is a covers festival. It's a seven day covers festival. Yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Right, I know we're very, we're light and fluffy, aren't we? We're cute and cuddly with our podcast here. We're very, I mean, very, very family friendly and and yeah, um, stick it on with your kids in the background. Ha- happy go lucky, yeah, and all that stuff. But yeah. I just thought, you know, it, it's time that we talk about something a little bit more um, dark, okay, a little bit more macabre, <laughs> macabre. This, Let's take it down to Hitchcock levels. Okay, so wonderfully macabre. The creepy paper. <laughs> the headline reads, mm. Seven charged after mummified body of cult leader found festooned with fairy lights and glitter in Colorado home. Right. Hang on. Now, firstly, the word festooned. festooned. That is fantastic. That That's what got my attention. Oh, yeah. The what rest of the information in that headline was what then solidified my my decision in bringing this to your attention. Yeah. Amy Carson's followers believe she communicated with angels and that she was leading them to a great awakening. Mm. The mummified body of a cult leader has been found festooned, second use, with Christmas lights and glitter in a Colorado home. Christmas lights? Yeah, Christmas lights. Okay. Amy Carson was the head of a spiritual group called Love Has Won. And has and was known as Mother of God by her followers. Okay. According to legal documents, her mummified body, which was discovered at a property inside a small rural town of Moffat, was set up in, and I'm using quotations, some type of shrine, with what appears to be glitter-type makeup around the eyes. Prosecutors have charged seven people with tampering with or abusing a corpse. And they also face child abuse charges. Because they always do, don't they? Mm. They appeared in court virtually um, on a Wednesday this year, I believe it was. Yep. 
sometime in May 2021. Um, where is the chapter? Here we are. So one of Carlson's followers who has not been charged told investigators that he took in the group because they needed a place to stay. And he found the body in a back bedroom when he returned home from a trip to Denver. The coroner has not yet said how or when Miss Carlson, who was 45, died. He called police and believed that the group had brought Carlson's body to his home from California. Investigators searched an SUV at the property and said the back seat was laid down in a position consistent with someone transporting the mummified remains. I mean, that's interesting in itself. I mean, how the fuck do they know that? It's not like they're yeah. seeing loads of vehicles in the same position. You go, oh, you remember that other time that someone brought a mummified corpse from California? Well, that, <laughs> yeah, the back of the car looks exactly the same as this. <laughs> exactly. Okay. <laughs> well, that's specific. The follower, who, the follower who reported the body also told investigators that he was prevented from leaving the home with his son, prompting a false imprisonment charge for one of the defendants. So basically, like, these guys had at some point been basically brainwashed into this love has won uh, cult yeah by this this leader um Carlson miss miss Carlson who, who had presumably been like you know the, the head of the church or whatever mm. but what no one seems to know is how she died there's there's no information whatsoever on that because they've got no idea how long she's been mummified for they just know the last time that she was registered anywhere, she was 45. Since then, they don't know when she died or how. So is that the whole story? <coughs> okay. According to court papers, the Sheriff's Office have received many complaints from families across the country saying that Love Has Won is allegedly brainwashing people and stealing their money. Carlson's followers believe that she communicated with angels and that she was leading them all to a great awakening. The group which established itself in Southern Colorado in 2018 offers spiritual intuitive ascension sessions and sells spiritual healing products online. Brilliant. Etsy.com forward slash Et Etsy.com forward slash mummified mother. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean... I, it terrifies me to think that in 2021, mm. there are still basically cults uh, cropping up and being taken seriously by people. I mean, I think the one thing that stands out to me about that story is, do you say the guy whose house was, was called Frank? Um, no, I don't think I named him. Oh, I? Let's name him Frank. We're going to name him Frank. So Frank comes back after a holiday and yeah. finds a mummified corpse. Done like a Christmas tree. I've come back from a holiday and forgotten to... I've, like, left something in the fridge. And I've gone, <laughs> fucking hell, that's really irritating. The, the whole fridge stinks now because I left that <laughs> cucumber in there. He's coming back yeah. to a mummified corpse. Exactly. I mean, that, I, mean what, I don't know. I don't know many things, but I'm pretty sure a mummified corpse is slightly worse than a gone-off cucumber in the fridge. 
I would say. Do you reckon? That's what I reckon. That's my. That's what I've deduced from that story is that a composing (laughs) mummif a decomposing mummified corpse is slightly worse than a gone off cucumber that you've left on the fridge. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Looks similar though. Well, especially because I always put lights and glitter around my cucumber. So yeah. that hobnobs and chocolate digestives you can now buy completely covered in chocolate. What? Yes, there is a full chocolate version of both the digestive and the hobnob. Oh my god. And I heard, this is a, 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 this shows you how fucking boring I am, because I found this interesting. On the grapevine? On the grapevine, I heard, no, I heard this from... On the bread line. I, I actually heard this from a source that used to work in the biscuit industry. <laughs> a and, biscuit insider? Yeah, biscuit insider. She <laughs> said to me, she was like, oh, well, they, that wasn't an impression of her. I don't know why I went into a really cap voice. Well, um, <laughs> no, she said, um, you know... She said, oh, they're probably going to use the same chocolate as you got on a wagon wheel. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she said, oh, well, do you not know about wagon wheels? It's like, well, I know that I hate them, but what else you got? And she said that wagon wheels were um, dipped or coated in a particular kind of chocolate that doesn't melt in your hands. So yeah, it, the, well, I didn't know that. Yes, yeah, he know, he knows, he knows everything. Um, you know what? I actually do know because this is how sad I am. Go on. I was watching. Um, oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot his name. Is the Gordon Ramsay did a a program where he travelled with Gino DeCampo and the oh, French Fred dude, dude the first Fred. dance guy. Yeah. Mm. So Fred had another one called Snack Masters. Great. Where random proper chefs, like Michelin starred chefs, were challenged with making random snacks. It was like a quaver, a wagon wheel. Um, How did I not uh, see this? This sounds Krispies. amazing. <laughs> it actually is amazing. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I watched all of them. They're like a, a Christmas season special of like one or two episodes. And. Yeah, these two chefs go head-to-head to make the closest version of it with nothing but the actual product. So they get given a bag of quavers. And they're like, right, how the fuck do I make that? And then they, you watch them go through all of their own processes to try and match it. It's fucking brilliant. That is and Fred, amazing. Fred turns up and there's a fucking wagon wheel sat there on a the table. And he eats, he's, mm, oh, it's amazing. The chocolate perfectly surrounds the marshmallow and the biscuit has a certain crunch. It's like he's proper reviewing it like it's a prop. It's a fucking wagon wheel, Fred. <laughs> like, honestly, fantastic. Recommended viewing. Okay, but, but back to the real talk. Yeah. The thing I don't understand, this is what I was leading on to, is, you know, maybe they are covering it in... Ch- I mean, firstly, you've got three things there. One is, these biscuits exist, I need to have them. Two, yeah. we find out about a good TV show. Three, we find out... Well, I mean, I find out that wagon wheels are covered in a particularly um, hardy <laughs> chocolate. But what I don't understand is, when you eat a hobnob or a chocolate digestive, you surely you want to have it half and half, but the other way. 
So not lay down flat, one circular side of the biscuit is chocolate, the other side is not. What you want is biscuit upright, vertical biscuit, half chocolate <laughs> on both sides, no chocolate on both of the other sides. That yeah. is the only way that it prevents you from getting chocolate on your hand. Whenever I've eaten a hobnob or a digestive, I've got chocolate on my hands. So I don't really see the benefit that's what they should be making, half and half, proper, actual half and half, ergonomically correct chocolate <laughs> biscuits. That's what they should be doing. No, we're wasted here. <sighs> Just add it to an, uh, the list of amazing things that we've thought about. <laughs> exactly. Ergonomic biscuits. So occasionally, people come to us for advice. <laughs> <laughs> no one comes to us for advice. <laughs> and if you listen to the uh, last episode of The Babble Bit, uh, it was actually titled Agony Uncles, with, can I just say, a fantastic picture of, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Oh, fantastic. Loved it. Well, I think that we need to answer the questions that no one else is willing to answer. Okay. So I've got three stories that we're going to have a go at. Okay. The first is... Like a trial I, run, see if we're qualified for the job. Yeah, we've had one go at it, and the last one was so heinous that we had to actually bleep it out because it was so bad. Um, <laughs> these are not that bad. We, I've kind of, you know, we, we, we've kind we've of... toned it down a bit. Yeah, we've toned it down a bit. So number one, so we, we're trying to give this person advice. I think my sister caught me masturbating. What should I do? I mean, you can't, I mean, you can't see this, Lee, but my first piece of advice would be learn how to spell masturbating correctly. <laughs> that would be, that would be as a teacher, that would be no, my no, overarching. No more disposition. That is, that is all we get. Yes. What do I do? Um, you pretend it never happened. Mm. And if they were to bring it up, you say, sorry, you had to see that. Didn't realise you were there. I mean, uh, I don't have a sister, it's so, normal, so yeah, I so. don't, I don't um, feel qualified. But what I would say is, I, I totally agree with that as advice. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't bring it up, ignore it. If it's brought up, be like, look, everybody has the occasional like, tug. Like, I'm whacking here. Yeah, it's like maybe I'm whacking here. Maybe come up with a system. Put like a, I don't know. Like a, a sock on the door. like a picture of yourself masturbating on the door handle. <laughs> so people go, oh, he's wanking. I'm not going to go in there. I won't go in there because he's, you know. I mean, yeah, we're, exactly. we're assuming it's a he. Maybe it was a maybe it was a, a lady who was doing a rub. It was either a oh, rub yeah. or a tug. We don't know Either which. way, just yeah. a picture of yourself doing that on the door. Everyone gets the idea. Job done. Number two. Porn makes me feel bad but porn also makes me feel like a human being. Now, we well, have a little bit more context to this one. Okay. So this person says, I don't know how else to say it. I know it in my bones that I will never be able to be in a relationship. Porn makes me feel bad, but yet in the moment I can live out my fantasies and I don't know if I want to stop watching porn. What do I do? 
I mean, I mean everybody try. in their life at some point has watched porn. Yeah. Maybe you will you get into a relationship and maybe you introduce it. Maybe you find someone that you can have conversations and you can recommend pornography to one another. I mean but if it's if it's a case of I don't feel like I can put it down, then you're addicted to porn, dude. <laughs> like And should yeah, and should speak try, to someone. Yeah, maybe go seek some um, help. Fill your time with other things, maybe. A medical professional. Yeah. Uh, and, you don't you have know, to go this alone, man. Which I know is ironic, considering it's about it's going it alone. Much, yeah. You know, but, you know, you, you're not alone. Don't have to. There's people don't out there. To. There's people out there to help you. Good. There's some good advice. Not I help think. you. No, oh, well, God. there are I mean, there actually. Are there are people that will help you with that, yeah. too. Maybe, maybe do that. Maybe you go could get that. one at the same time. Go and get whichever sex of prostitutes suits you. Uh, and just let them do it for you, and then maybe you won't want the porn so much. Maybe you just yeah, maybe or or maybe going maybe to be realize... therapist. Yeah, well, all that yeah, or both. Yeah. Um, yeah. The last one um, has we have the full story here. So this person okay. um, has said all the details. The headline is: I failed at having sex three times now. I think I'm broken. <laughs> So this person <laughs> doesn't laugh, but just broken in a sexual manner. I love makes me... well, Firstly, I love the idea of I've I failed at having sex three times. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> okay. So this chap, and it is a chap because they said I'm 19 and male. Okay, first so time confirmed chap is confirmed chap. Um, first time I tried it with a girl, it was terrible. Barely went in, and she somehow got pregnant. I mean that's not a good start. Barely went in. Is it like is it like a taffy? Just like thumbing in a softy. It's always tricky, but okay. Somehow she managed to get pregnant. Um, she decided to get an abortion. Uh, you know, fair enough. Okay. Right, right to yep. choose. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a long period of constant guilt and anxiety. Fast forward a couple of years later, I tried again with a girl I like. It didn't go in. It felt like if I pushed harder, it was going to snap. Now, there's a potential medical problem there, sir. But, Lee and listeners, the next sentence is possibly one of the greatest descriptions of, like, floppy cock sex I've ever heard in my entire (laughs) life. And this chap has kind of unknowingly said something absolutely fucking hilarious. Right, so okay. he has described what it was like to put his soft penis into a lady that he liked. And liked him. So he says, <laughs> it felt like if I pushed harder, it was going to snap. It was like trying to fit a marshmallow in a keyhole. Yes. <laughs> 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 that is a visceral description. I know. I mean, there's lots of questions. How big is is it? Is it more like traditional marshmallow, or is it like a flump? You know, what kind is it of Amer- is it American? Is it like a medieval like a huge... keyhole? Is it like a keyhole for like a filing cabinet? What? If you, if you're listening, call in. Um, is it, it the one off through the keyhole, <laughs> Grossman? 
Lloyd. Lloyd Grossman. Two thumbs a penis. It was was so uncomfortable, (laughs) and now I'm scared to try again. I don't know what is wrong with me, and I don't know and why it didn't just work. What the fuck do I do? I'm so tired of everyone, other couple my age, being able to do this so easily, and then there's me who can't even get it in. Right. I'm going to deduce from the information given to me. Yep. Two things. Go on. One, said chap, and I mean the person, mm-hmm. is putting too much pressure on themselves and maybe getting a bit too anxious to fully stand to attention. 100%. Secondly, foreplay is a thing. Yes, absolutely. Neither either one of the... the uh, Participants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I like combatants. Okay, yeah. In the situation, seem to understand because neither are <clears throat> ready. Well, yeah, you don't <laughs> just go from you know eating a pizza to trying to put in a flaccid penis. Like nothing goes from naught to a hundred. No, there's always a little a bit of acceleration worse. in the middle. Yeah. Or I would potentially advise this chap to go a bit more tactical. If he, you know, the problem is, if he's, you know, if he's fully loaded, if he's got one in the chamber, maybe he needs to go and have a kind of tactical session. Just like I, don't th- I don't think that's the problem here. No, that's true. It's that he can't load the gun in the first place. Exactly. I, I feel like there's, there's you know, true, th- there is a true. need for a little bit more sucking dick and finger blasting. Let's be honest. <laughs> Both these things need to happen. <laughs> I mean, to have a good time. <laughs> blasting, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not 100% sure about. Just some kind of, you know, some... Depends. Just ask her what she likes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Communicate just with one another. Figure out what the deal is. Communication yeah. is key. Do you and like that? If you, you like that? If you th- so I mean, you no, ask. you don't have... Do you like that? <laughs> Listers, he's being facetious. You put a little um, slap on the back. <laughs> you like that? How about that? <laughs> or there's two other things i think one is maybe his penis is just so big it doesn't fit in which case congratulations my man don't worry about it but i think the most important bit of advice i would give this young chap is just you just need to just take a second take a breath communicate Mm. if you really feel like you have some kind of erectile dysfunction there's lots of things that can help with that Exactly. You know, you, there's lots of things you can do, but just yeah. just don't try and push the marshmallow in the keyhole. You want to push the, the the cucumber. The the train into the tunnel. You need to perfectly guide formed for each other. The slipper onto the foot. Yeah, repeatedly. Just guide it on there. Just be- it'll slide it in lots of talking lots of chatting lots of communicating (laughs) this is getting weird you know (laughs) (laughs) but yeah don't thumb in a softy it never works no until next time your agony uncles (laughs) (laughs) love you yeah good luck out there Oh, the end. The end. We've reached the end of another end. glorious La show. La fini. <sighs> nice side, little stretch. Arms yep. not dead. 
fine. fine. <laughs> still dead. Um, I'm still disappointed that there was no double-sided hobnobs at the shop. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe sad. These things, these things happen sometimes. Um, but I've got something that can cheer you up, Lee. Okay, go. On. You will remember, Lee, and listeners, you will remember too that um, a few probably even a year ago or so now, we first introduced the idea of bootleg toys. <laughs> yeah. And I have come across some more bootleg toys, which I absolutely love. My favourite one from the original list, I think, was Robert Cop. Yeah. So just uh, a bloke called Robert. This, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have, in front of me, I have <clears throat> a Superman doll called special man <laughs> i have a <laughs> if you thought robert cop was good how about robert cop 2 the furniture <laughs> of law enforcement the furniture yep he's a fucking chair i have what could only be described as a yoda with an old chinese man's face on it and it's called Stars Warsiers Karate Farmer Wise Puppet Door Ladder. What? Yep. If you thought that um, Transformers needed something different, how about Titanic Bot? <laughs> Obviously prior to sinking. <laughs> you have a really out-of-proportion Terminator toy ripoff called Terminate and destroy figures. Terminate and destroy. Um, you have Buzz Lightyear called Boy Defamation. Boy Defamation? Yeah. <laughs> Deformation. Deformation. Um, instead of Freddy Krueger, you have Nightmare Feddy. <laughs> <laughs> Feddy? It's just a bloke with a jumper on. <laughs> Now, this is fucking awesome. You've got a Thomas the Tank Engine toy set with a bunch of different engines from the TV show called Transformable Thomas Super Robot. Oh, my God. They've made it better. Literally, like, that's not a shit one. That's a really good one. Um, (laughs) You have a games console, which is called Dr. Boy, play games on the street or at home on TV. And in the box, you have a Game Boy ripoff what looks like a rip-off PlayStation controller with the word Gameland written on it and a gun. <laughs> Just a gun. Just a like gun. an actual magnum. We have a rip-off um, SNES called Super Mega Sun. <laughs> we have New Style Ninja Tortoise. <laughs> new Style Ninja Tortoises. Yeah, fantastic. Instead of My Little Pony, we have Demon New Series Donkey. Instead of Barbie, you have Teen Pregnancy Beautiful. Teen Pregnancy Beautiful. Fucking hell, that's got a message, isn't it? If you, instead of He-Man, you've got Hemon, the Universe Prince. (laughs) The Universe Prince. I honestly thought you were going to say the Universe Prick. No. You have a battery-operated Mighty Car, which is the A-Team van with a giant Mr. T holding an axe out the front of the van. You have instead of Mr. W. Instead of the Teletubbies, you've got funny toys. Mm. Um, 
I think probably my favourite one. So yeah, it's my favourite one. I'm going to end with this one because I think it's the best one. Instead of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you've got Little Plucky's Ninja Protects. Little Plucky's Ninja Protects. And on the box is a turtle firing what looks like water guns with a tiny shredder lying on his back going, Oh dear. Oh dear. Little Plucky's Ninja Protects. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. Honestly, I fucking love the name of bootleg stuff. I mean, I've I've seen things that have been done on purpose now. Oh, yeah. Well, there's the... Because um, they're, they're worst, so fucking What's funny. that guy called? He basically does inventions <laughs> that, that you don't need. Called? I can't think... Worst... I think, he, no, I think he's it? called Worst Invention... Let me let right. me. Uh, we'll we'll end the show as we started with the other one of us looking up something on their phone because <laughs> we like to bookend these shows. The future of technology. Um. So sorry. This Instagram page. Uh, oh no, no, it's the wrong one. Hang on. That, okay. So it is. Um, on Instagram, it is... At, well, in fact, if you're going on Instagram, first go to at Babblement Pod or on Twitter. But then once you're, once you're suitably quenched from that, you can look at um, an Instagram page called at Unnecessary Inventions. And it's basically a guy who's got nearly a million followers making fake inventions of things that you don't need. <laughs> that is funny. So he's basically like us with some kind of engineering skill. skill. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's done and invented a whole host of kind of weird bonkers. Like the one that stands out to me is called the Finger Stick Kit. The newest addition to your everyday hygiene. Our new discreet and compact device features a hidden lifelike finger within you ensure you never touch anything ever again. It's basically like a giant lipstick <laughs> instead of a lipstick as a finger. <laughs> so, you know, we have no affiliation with unnecessary inventions at all, but just but think, we do endorse think it. babblement, but with skill, and you'll go to in unnecessary inventions. I love it. There we go. We need to say bye. Oh, yeah, of course we do. <laughs> I was thinking it's just another bit. I thought it was the end. This is the end of the fucking show, mate. We need to say, uh, okay, bye, listeners. See you later. Have a good week. Um, I'm, I'm thinking there's more to come. I'm, I've settled in. There's no more, mate. We're done. Uh, there we are, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> right, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think we're done. Bye, everyone. Bye.